All right, baby, this is old master right here, king of big dog style, master of the pop-up headbutt, king of the trailer court, the Sutter Psycho, right here. Y'all listen to wrestling chairs. You dummy if you ain't paying attention. Listen, subscribe, like, share, all that business, baby. Old master right now, I'm going to drink some light bears. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you are O and 12 in the gauntlet for the gold match. This is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews. And we're brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com and NEO Sports Insiders. Please head on over to wherever you're listening to this fine podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean. WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And once again, I'm going to stress this. Please check the, the notes that you have for this podcast. There's a link for our YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting it right now. It's just episodes, but trying to get a custom URL. And that's going to take time. I'll probably be talking about it for a while, but I'm just going to stress it right now. So please, please go ahead and do that. Thank you very much. Also, contact info. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers. Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers. And Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we also have a whatamaneuver.net store. Please head on over there. Buy yourself a shirt. Support the show. If I see you at the show wearing a wrestling cheers shirt, I might give you a hug. Not just a high five. I might give you a hug for buying one. But anyway. I am your host, I am Heavy Set, and this week we have a AIW show to talk about once again, and this time it is Gauntlet for the Gold 13. And I'm being joined by, this time, um, only was able to get one person on, a lot of people are busy, this a lot of stuff going on, and I actually tried to get a special third person on, but they're having issues and they haven't got back to me, which is, which is fine, which is fine, uh, definitely have him on another day, maybe next preview show maybe we'll see we'll see anyway a little little mystery for you but we have none other than a a vet here on wrestling cheers a guy who's you know back when we were the ohio indie report he was on pretty much one of the most faithful people we have we have dustin alberti what do you have if you don't have loyalty justin summers what do you have if you don't have loyalty what was even the first episode you were on uh, first episode I was on. God, it was a while ago. I would, I would think it'd have to be a. I did an absolution preview. Because there was a time, like towards the end of Ohio Indie Report, last couple of years, I was doing like two episodes a year, if that, where I'd we'd preview the last show of the year and we preview absolution. Like that was pretty much it. It was, I, I was whatever absolution. It was the fuckets versus the sex bombs because oh, that's when we called. Fuck. Uh, 
Russ Nate. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. So whatever oh. absolution that was, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I could probably book it up here pretty I, quick. I want to say. I think that was the first one we did together. Um, I want to say eight. Eight sounds right. Because I think I missed nine. Eight sounds right. I know I missed nine. I believe eight is right. Let's look. Results. Um, oh, I should have said something because I, I now keep cagematch.net open up on my uh, browser mm-hmm. as we're doing the show just so I we have moments where I can, I can just go back really quick. Yes, Absolution 8. Absolution 8 preview show was the first one I ever did. Wow, that was forever ago. Yep, it was a very long time ago. You weren't. Hell of a card. Hell of a card. God, you weren't even married. No, I was not. I, I didn't even know my wife at that point. I was about point, to say, you, you didn't even know your wife. I don't think I even knew my wife at that point. My my last relationship was almost six years long. Like, and we never got married. Yeah, either I either didn't even know my wife or I just met my wife. I think I, think I might have just met her, but like we weren't even like... I think. Talking, talking yet? Yeah. Well, cause the, I think this was also right around the time of the original uh, tailgate, Jaylet tailgate. Uh, yeah, I did the tailgate. No, did I? Yeah, that was that year. In twenty thirteen. No, because that was year two. Did I? Did I do it year two? I don't think Sounds it was about year, right. I don't think you did year one. I think it was year two. No, I didn't do year one. Year two, yeah, year two. Yeah. It had been the first year I did it. Uh, we'd have to go look. I think that was uh, the, I don't call it infamous, but like in between us, the Hackle Go Buy Donuts. Yeah, that was the Hackle Go Buy Donuts here. I'm pretty sure that, because that was also the time that I first remember uh, Ichiban Drunk. Yeah, that might have been the first time he came around too. Was it? It had to have been that year. It had to be. Because I look was, at the squad here. I'm fairly certain I was unemployed at the time. And that was the second year right around that time. I was actually, that was, I think, right before I started truck driving school. Like literally mm. the next week I started. Mm, was it this year? Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was. Either that or did I? Maybe Absolution was the first time I tailgated. I think I tailgated for Absolution. I thought we tailgated for Jaylet, though. We did. I think it was. Let me look. It had to have been the next year. Because also about that day, that day was cold. Yeah, that's. I think it was. I think the next year is the year that we tailgated before Jaylet. But I had I had tailgated before Absolution, and we tailgated. Um, I think one of the Russell Rager nights. That that was one. That's been one of the handful of shows I didn't make it to. I didn't make it to episode that year, which was nine. I didn't make it to Wrestle Rager mainly because, and I think I've talked about this before. My ex hated, hated wrestling. Yeah, she hated wrestling. My current girlfriend's not too much better right now, but I mean, she eh. she, she, she tolerated it a lot more. But the fact of I was over the road at the time, I would only, I'd come home for wrestling shows. I could come home for those weekends. So like, okay, shows on a Friday, I'm still home. Saturday, Sunday, gone Monday. Well, with the show being Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, like. She did not want me to go to that. So I made a, can't say a, a deal with her, but it was also right around that time her and I went to Chicago. And knowing like what I know now that we broke up just a matter of months later, I would have said, fuck that. Chicago trip was fun and all, but fuck that. Give me three days of AIW wrestling and like, we'll just break up. Fuck it. I should have just did it there. But yeah. I like going to Chicago, but that's just me. I mean, we we got there on a Friday morning like early well can't say we we went to the bus station early because we took mega bus and then we left out first thing saturday i mean not saturday but sunday 
we had all day Saturday there, but we also had most of Friday. It was okay. And being a Bears fan, like, I got to go to Soldier Field. Just I mean, the pro shop was basically it, but still kind of cool to actually be there. But, yeah, went to oh. went to the, the Squared Circle when that was open, and Lisa, uh, whatever, uh, Victoria, whatever uh, you know her as. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't fucking there. I was pissed. I was like, God damn it. I went and she wasn't there either. It was an okay place. It was nothing special. A lot of cool wrestling stuff, but that was about it. Yeah. Food was nothing right home about. I once went to Chicago. Uh, I left on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. My plan was to leave Monday morning. I ended up staying for like two weeks. God damn. What for? <laughs> That's how I roll. Back when, back when I had no responsibilities or care in the world. I want, part of me wants to go back for a to redo a bunch of stuff, but also I haven't had Portillo's in years. Like, I think the last time I had Portillo's was even before that trip, because we didn't have Portillo's then. What's the thing, if you don't know about Portillo's, that is a, anybody from Chicago, or from that area, raves about it. And it's it's mostly based in Chicago. It's, it's franchised other places. Like, I think there's some in Florida, some in Arizona, but it's, the main hub of it is in, um, Chicago. I think the closest one to here. I thought no. I was I was thinking Indianapolis, but I don't think, even think of that. But anyway, I know they have Italian beef and a bunch of other stuff. I think obviously Chicago, big hot dog place. But the thing that they have that's amazing is the chocolate cake shake. Chocolate cake shake is so good. Even Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, as many people know him as, did a special in Chicago. One of the first things he talks about is the chocolate cake shake. So if you haven't been there and tried it, do yourself a favor. Try it. Because even the first words out of my mouth when I when I tried it was, oh, fuck. Because I didn't think it was going to be that good. I might try one. I've never been there. Can't say I've been there. Been to Chicago a bunch of times. Never went there. I mean, there's a lot of great places to go in Chicago, too, food-wise. Uh, I know we went to Harry Carey's. I, uh... I'm kind of weird, and mm-hmm. I just really liked going to the Rainforest Cafe. I know it's not like a Chicago exclusive place, but I loved going to the Rainforest Cafe. Like every time I went, I made a point to go to the Rainforest Cafe. I don't really even know why. I just really enjoyed going. I think my biggest regret was not going to the Billy Goat Tavern, which for those who don't know what that's all about, is if you know anything about SNL, or at least back in the early days of SNL, there's a John Bellucci sketch or sketch in a, like a diner where it's like cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. That's loosely based off of the Billy Goat Tavern and they, they own it. So that I was by one of the locations when I was there, but we had ate at Harry Carey's. So couldn't go there. And I think I was also trying to save my stomach. I was trying to do a food challenge at the Squared Circle, which I failed miserably on. Yeah, I highly suggest Chicago is what we're getting at. I have a good time there whenever I go. I haven't been in a while. All my friends basically moved back home, so I I don't really have a reason to go out there, but it's worth it when you do go. I I, I missed an okay... I don't say like... Because I've I've heard like mixed reviews about like the week of WrestleRager. There was the the AIW or the AOW live podcast, you know, Art of Wrestling, and... You know, you had Eddie Kingston go up like, are you the guy that hates Tim Downs or something? And people, like, I think I had people tell me like, yeah, he, Kingston mentioned you. Without, I mean, without mentioning my name. And then you hear, like, I know there's other people like Ed was obviously another big person at uh, old Ed who hated Dons at the time still does. Uh, what else? Abyss hasn't been back since and all that kind of stuff, which I haven't, I haven't seen him live since, even though I know he's been in the area. I just never go. It sounded like it was a fun three days, too, and it's it does seem like we'll probably never go back to that, because that might have been overkill. Just the fact of spending 
money for up to three tickets. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, especially it was definitely si- a lot. Especially since then, now that we're at Mount Carmel, that might not have, or mostly at Mount Carmel. I don't, I don't think that would fly on a Sunday with them and everything. No, I highly doubt we'd be able to yeah. get a church on a Sunday, especially us getting a church on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, also, like with the front row situation now. Now that's back then, it was okay. You know, first come, first serve. Now it's like okay, there's front row is a premium ticket price. So you add like that's ninety dollars for the weekend. That's a lot. Jail, it's bad enough. But anyway, yeah, AIW's trying to make me poor. Basically, all it comes down to. Yeah, pretty much. Really trying to make me poor. H- have you bought your ticket for a number of gangster party? Uh, I have not. I, I rarely ever buy my tickets ahead of time. Yeah, with you being mostly um, GA, which we got we got to mention since you weren't on the review show for Enter the Dragon, you actually had front row seats. I did. Uh, it's so much fun being front row. I forgot how much. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how, like, fun it is to get, like, the little things that happen in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, from a distance, you can't hear everything. But when you're up close, like, just people saying little things in the ring and little little jokes that might go over your head if you're not right up close. I kind of miss things like that. Like, it was nice. It was, it was nice to be there. And uh, my brother really enjoyed the show. So that's all that really mattered to me was that he had a good time. And he had a good time. I had a good time. My dad enjoyed it. So... It was it was nice to be front row again. But back to Gauntlet for the Gold 13, which is at the wonderful Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 7.30 bell time, this Friday, March 23rd. You will be back at General Admission. Back I in the bleachers. I will be back at General Admission, hanging out in the stands with all the uh, delinquents. That's what we are, a bunch of delinquents. Old, old Ed, is, I know he was trying to start a thing of, because there's like the front row crew, which... I never call us that, but I know there's there's the group of us that are normally front row, normally on that one side. But I know he Ed was trying to come up with his own version of Bleacher or something. I don't know what he had in mind. Probably Bleacher Club. Yeah, he's a huge fan of the Bleacher Club. Big Bleacher Club fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't want to associate myself with everybody on the Bleachers. I mean, like there's there's like four people I'm okay with associating myself with. Old Ed's not one of them. I do like that. There's kind of the group. That is in your area. Like, I mean, you, um, Laporta, Hackle, there's people I don't necessarily know their names, but I know they're friends of yours and Laporta and Hackle. Yeah. Yeah. Those are us. There's, uh, there's Matt, other Matt, not Matt Hackle, uh, Max, Candace when she's there. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I just kind of talk to whoever's around me. Ed's normally like sitting right behind me or sometimes next to me, depending mm-hmm. on where, when I get there and how many spots are open up. Usually I try to sit a little bit away from him so I don't have to put up with him the entire time. And then not too far from your area, there's always Pod Van Dam, Ed, and uh, Fish Stefan. Stefan, yes. And I would say the official graphic yeah. designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy, Michael yes. Moynihan. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, there's a, there's a little group of people who are always up on the bleachers and ton of people i don't know and i don't really care to know no offense to those people <laughs> but uh unless you're gonna bring something into my life I, we'll see i think my biggest thing is i don't think i could sit on those bleachers for that many hours and we're always up getting a beer or i mean i'm i constantly am shifting whether it's turning around to talk to somebody or you stand up whenever you whenever everybody else stands up and I don't know. I, I, it goes by pretty quick. I don't think it, it's not as, it's not as uncomfortable as it may seem. So anybody who ever wants to come to an AIW show, but they're unsure as to whether they want to come because it, 
they don't know if they'll get a C or this or that. The bleachers are pretty comfortable. I highly suggest if you uh, if you feel uncomfortable sitting on the floor, the bleachers are. They're a lot more comfortable than you expect. And if you get like the top row, I know there's people like uh, Moy Boy. He likes to sit up at the top because he has the rust his back against, and yeah. like you're sitting more in a chair. I mean, I'll lean on the seat behind me if nobody else is there. Or, you know. Whatever, whatever, whenever I'm comfortable, I just get comfortable. And if anybody has an issue with it, they can uh, bring it up to me and I'll tell them what they can do with their problem. I think I've heard AW fans, Stacy and Pamela, talk about uh, that same kind of thing of being at the top row, back support and all that shit. My thing is, is I was actually at a, you know, a, kind of a funeral type service at a gym like that, a high school gym. And it was the bleachers. I, I just, I don't know. It's just me, my butt. I like after a while, it just annoys me. And like, I'm, I would constantly be shifting and it just be, like after about 10 minutes, it becomes uncomfortable. But that, that's, that's, that's personally just me. Yeah. To each their own. To each their own. But we will be sitting there in our respective spot watching Gauntlet for the Gold, bringing it back to Gauntlet for the Gold. Not meaning to reminisce, but I, <laughs> I, I remember when we did the show before the first Mount Carmel show, the Chargers to the Underhills. And we were talking about where we were going to sit. And I think you were like, oh, new seating chart. It's like when you, when you, when you go back to school and you like, you have a new, new assigned seat that you're going to be in. Like, that's what it's going to be. And there was like, I think the first show was normally how it was general mission, every seat. And then it was like the next show where they're like, all right, there's a front row price now. And that's when the seating chart changed. Yeah, it's very obnoxious. Very obnoxious. <laughs> Even charged the underhills. The seating chart start chart. Uh, seating chart changed. Yeah, seating I- chart changed. That's hard to say. But yeah, even at Charge of the Underhills, the seating chart changed. Yeah, because you, were, you, were you second row for that one? Uh, sort of. Me and Justin uh, just kind of kept pushing chairs more and more forward. Yeah, because Karyotakis was uh, by me. Yeah, we, yeah, I was right next to him. I, I would like... I kept like trying to sneak in too. He was much more forceful than oh, yeah. I was because that w- that was the first time him and I sat near each other, and like we found out we're a really bad combination. Like we can be very annoying, we can be very obnoxious together. Oh, he's he's can be very obnoxious by himself uh, for the better. Don't get me wrong. I would I wouldn't want it any other way. Like even like at uh we have a dilemma. It was his first show back in a while. He was cracking me up. He can be. He makes shows a little bit more enjoyable. But the man does know one thing: that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three sucks. <sighs> it's not bad. I'm. I'm not saying it's like the greatest movie. It's not the greatest of the trilogy or the four movies that they. Because I guess they count TMNT the CGI uh, animated yeah, the, one the, as part of it. But the turtles. I don't think it's that bad. The turtles universe is very weird. It's been explained one time on a particular episode that I have a crossover episode between the '80s turtles and the 2000s turtles, the cartoon versions. That it's basically a big multiverse. Or if you, yeah, you see something different in turtles, it's because it's a different multiverse. So there's that's kind of halfway connected. Look, Justin, I'm not saying that I don't want to talk about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I just want to throw it up because when. <laughs> On a side note, when Kerry take a shared a thing about Turtles Three and he said it was the worst, I was like, "Oh, wait till Dustin sees it." And I, I'd seen your comment later. I was like, "Oh yeah, there it is." It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. It was the return of Casey Jones. Yeah, How could you go wrong there? Not having Shredder. Have you ever? Did you ever? You don't watch, need Shredder. Yeah, yeah. That's why the show was canceled not that long after they got rid of Shredder in the original cartoon. One of the best episodes of the original cartoon. 
I don't remember the name of it, but the Rat King takes over like a museum, and it's a fantastic episode. And it, there's no Shredder. It's just the Rat King, and I'm into it. I think I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Was it a VHS episode? Yeah, it was on a VHS. Uh, like Burger It had King. like, like so they're showing a rare diamond, and all the lights mm-hmm. go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a diamond goes missing, so they lock down the building, and the Rat King's in there taking other art and stuff, and the turtles have to go into the building and stop it. And at the end, the stereotypical Irish police officer goes... <laughs> He's calling them leprechauns instead of turtles. He's yeah. calling them the Teenage Mutant Ninja leprechauns. It's a fantastic episode. Anyway, we, we, we've talked about a bunch of other stuff, trying to get the tangents out of the way. But let's get in. Let's get into this episode. Let's, yeah. let's talk about Gauntlet for the Gold 13. Like I mentioned, everything, blah, 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 blah. Front row tickets were still available. That was crazy that, like I said, front row still available when we had the... Obviously, we've got a dilemma that went quick, and even they even sold out for the Akron show, Better of the Dragon. Maybe maybe because it was Steamboat, but we do have featuring WWE Hall of Famer, new WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Are you ready for this slap nuts? Uh, you mean J E double F ha J A double R E double T E double T? How could you not be ready? How could you not be ready for Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett, uh, I actually, I told the uh, little anecdote about Biggins telling me that he was going to be in the Gauntlet for the Gold a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I did get a confirmation. Jeff Jarrett was supposed to be a surprise entrant. He was supposed to come out at number 30 of the Gauntlet for the Gold two years ago. So that is that is a real thing that was supposed to happen. It wasn't Biggins just messing with me. So this is now, they're finally bringing him in two years later, Gauntlet for the Gold. WWE Hall of Famer, future WWE Hall of Famer. Just give him a couple weeks, he'll be there. Uh, I mean, I mean te- I'm, te- I'm excited about it. Technically, when they announce you now, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think it goes the same way with the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think as soon as they announce you, you're technically in. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's going to be good. Uh, I think I saw, I was looking at the WrestleCon prices, and... To go even to spend the twenty dollars to go to AIW and then spend the extra twenty dollars to get a picture or even the extra thirty to get a picture and an autograph or even the extra thirty for the main ticket if you're yeah (laughs) exactly I mean it's it's far worth it like I was looking at like the WrestleCon prices and it blew my mind how expensive it is to meet people yeah like yeah at conventions like I don't go to conventions so like to me the prices aren't there. And even when I do look at things at conventions, like like when Wizard Wizard World was here, it's like forty bucks to get in, and or no, I think it was like twenty five or thirty to get into Wizard World, mm-hmm. and then to get a picture with like the Green Ranger, it costs you an extra hundred bucks. And I'm like, and what? he's he's on but, the cheap end. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, I guess like he's the Green Ranger. It's like he's one of like the biggest. He's probably the most recognizable like action superhero. Mm-hmm. Of like the past 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense for a hundred bucks. Like, I guess like I would never pay it, but I guess that kind of makes sense. But like no offense to the guy. Cause I don't know him and good for good on him for doing it, but you have to pay to get into WrestleCon, right? Yeah. So you pay what it costs to get into WrestleCon and then it's $45 to get a picture with James Ellsworth. Now I have, again, I have no issue with James Ellsworth. He's, Good for him making everything happen for himself. He's a, he's a decent wrestler. 
but $45 for a picture with James Ellsworth on top of what it costs to get in to WrestleCon is just ridiculous. And here you can come. It's $25 general admission for uh, Gauntlet because it's one of the special shows. Yeah. And then for another 20 bucks, you get your picture. So for $45, you're getting a picture with Jeff Jarrett instead of James Ellsworth. Plus, you're getting a wrestling show. I mean, the price... The prices are ridiculous. Or even with like the Ricky Steamboat. I mean, the line for Steamboat seemed to never, never get short for a while there. It just kept, it just stayed long for quite some time. I waited till it was down to like two people. Yeah. And that was like almost right before the show. And even then there was always at least one or two people waiting. It's not like it was ever just nobody. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, uh, the AIW meet and greets are 150% worth it if you're somebody who likes getting pictures with meeting and getting a picture with and getting autographs. I mean, for the price, you're not going to get a better deal in uh, anywhere, really. You've caused me to pull up my WrestleCon photos. I wanted to like see how many people I had pictures with, and I've only paid for four. One was the Mountie, and I don't remember how any, any of these cost. Normally, each one of them had a reason why. Mountie was because I have a joke of between friends of mine that he was the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all the time, and there's way more that goes in that, but that's the easiest way to put it. Uh, Noelle Foley, because I was like, fuck it, why not? And I somewhat know her boyfriend, Frank, before the whole big Frank the Clown thing, because well, we actually have mutual friends. And he actually remembered who I was when I spoke to him. So I thought that was kind of cool. Jim the Anvil Nightheart, because I love the Hart family and I love Natalia. So yeah, I'm getting a picture with with Nightheart. And uh, Drew McIntyre, literally the day or the morning of his return to WWE. And I just wanted to tell him how I wore a his shirt once to AIW, and Cole Cabana said he had never seen a Drew McIntyre shirt in his life. Only people I met at Wrestling. Do I remember how much I spent? No. No. I mean, it's... Like, I, I don't know. I just... I have a really... I've, I've said it well, before. I have a really hard time paying to say hi yeah. to somebody and get a picture with them. I've, not that I feel entitled to get a picture with somebody or to say hi to somebody, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. It's not my... They're just people. Yeah. It's just me. But yeah. But... If you are that kind of person, and Jeff Jarrett's definitely one of those. I mean, his prices are going to start going up, that's for sure. Yeah. And his prices are going to go up, and his, I'm sure his appearances will start to go down. So this is a, definitely an opportunity if you're in the surrounding area to get your Jeff Jarrett uh, swag signed and pictures taken. I might actually, I might actually, I might actually do it. I don't know. I don't know. I said the same thing about Steamboat, and I ended up not doing it for Steamboat because I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. I don't even <laughs> really remember why. That's, I think, one of the great things about AIW is how many people they bring in and how much, you, how much, how little you're paying compared to what you would pay elsewhere. Like freaking Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, Jeff Jared. Next month we have um, Godfather, Kama. Papa Shango, Supreme Fighting Machine, Goodfather, whatever you want to call him. We have him. Last month, Tennille Dashwood. I mean, most of these people are going to be really expensive. And as the way things sound, it sounds like we're still we're going to be getting a lot of people like this in the future. So it's one of the great things about AIW. And whether these people are going to be on the show or not, still going to be awesome. And I think right now, I think uh, Old Ed mentioned to me that 
Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is in first place of guest of the year. Granted, yeah, he, he only I, has. I mean, he only has Tino Dashwood to go up against, which I mean, she was good, but Steamboat was amazing. I mean, he. Uh, I, I I I didn't. I only really got to say hi to him. He was like, even when he was like shaking hands and stuff, going around the front row, he was extremely personable. He felt like he he shook your hand, looked directly in your eyes, and you were like, "This guy's like." Mm-hmm. This guy is here. Like this is this dude is my new best friend. Like you just you just felt that way. And then I think his I think I don't know I don't know why he decided to do it the way he did it. But telling the Ric Flair stories in the ring was perfect. Like easily one of the best in ring segments from a, a um, special guest mm-hmm. that we've ever had. I don't know how many times that people who've seen my picture with Steamboat said. He let you hold the belt? Like, it was like this huge surprise. I was like, thinking, yeah, like, everybody got to hold the belt. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's it's amazing. Like, even, like, uh, the, um, what's it called? When Severn was there, mm-hmm. like, Dan Severn had his NWA title and both of his UFC titles there with him. And he was all about letting you hold them. And, like, that's, that's part of, like, I think that's part of, too, what's cool about the AW meet and greets is there's not, like, a... There's no rush put on you, so you kind of have like a moment with them, and a lot of them bring like something for you to take a picture with, or like it kind of like adds to the picture, and it kind of adds to the meet and greet. It's mm-hmm. not quite like a you're standing in line. Okay, next one. Okay, next one. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. Let's get into these matches that we have, and not a whole lot have been announced. We have MJF versus Dick Justice, Lewis Linden versus Eddie Kingston. DJZ versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, the AIW Absolute Title Match, Champion Nick Gage versus Matthew Justice, a six-man tag match, No Consequences featuring Chase Oliver, Joshua Bishop, and Trey Lamar versus Josh Prohibition and two mystery opponents. As of right now, there is no uh, a graphic hasn't been released, but we're not expecting tag partners to be uh, announced until the match itself. So we're going to go by that if later AIW does announce it. But supposedly, I don't think they are. And we also have the Gauntlet for the Gold match itself, a Rumble-style over-the-top rope battle royal for a shot at the absolute title at Absolution. With it being a two-man show and kind of what we did last preview show, we're only going to pick two matches. And, well, we're going to start with the six-man tag match. And, Dustin, you did hear the last episode, a lot of us uh, talking about mystery partners. And even we've, we've done a lot of talking before we started recording, but who do you think Josh Prohibition's tag team partners are going to be? Well, as everybody kind of said, I feel like the most obvious answer is M-Dog. Uh, but that said, it could be anybody. Um, it's going to be a vet. We know that. So you figure it's going to have to be somebody that, uh, Josh respects and feels like is a good, uh, a good egg, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we could see, uh, Tracy Smothers. Oh God, that'd be great. But, uh, I don't think that's quite, I think you might be looking for someone a little more violent. So maybe not a Tracy Smothers. Not that much of a vet. Yeah, maybe, maybe not quite, quite that veteran. Uh, I mean, it could be maybe a guy like Greg Iron. Maybe we haven't seen Greg in a long time. Uh, Josh and Greg have their history and past, mm-hmm. but Greg is definitely a veteran and he 
would definitely if if Josh asked him for something, I'm sure he would be obliged to accept and help. Uh, so maybe maybe it'll be M Dog and jo- and Josh and Greg. It could be a thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it. I I feel like it could be anybody. I mean, last time Prohibition needed some veteran help, he called on the Young Bucks, and that's when we got the Absolution Ten main event. Fantastic he, main event. Yeah, so maybe maybe it'll be Josh Prohibition and the Young Bucks versus No Consequences. I mean, that would be a, a sight to be behold. Um, I don't think the Young Bucks are a name that you keep hidden. That's a that's a name, especially right now. Uh, that if they're on the I show, mean, they're advertised. AIW was going to uh, use Jeff Jarrett as a surprise guest in a battle royal. Basically, I mean, AIW does <laughs> crazy things. Just because just because the smart thing would be to say things i don't know what's going on my wife's freaking out but um yeah i think something's up with daniel bryan right now on tv sorry didn't mean to go off on a on a side there but um yeah so i i mean it could be anybody it, it could really be anybody i don't think that they would oh daniel bryan's wrestling right now oh well okay but um this is old news to the listeners <laughs> i guess yeah my wife's I'm sorry, my wife's just freaking out, and I don't know if you can hear it on the microphone or not, but she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, God, oh, God. So I don't know what's going on right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could really be anybody. I mean, he's Josh Prohibition. He has such a, uh, um, he has such a, not presence, what's the, reputation. Mm-hmm. People, people like him. So, um, yeah, I think he, it could be anybody. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm completely thrown off now. Yeah, could be anybody. Could be the Young Bucks. Could be Greg and Matt and Matt Cross. Could be maybe it's a tag team we haven't seen in a while. Maybe he brings back like a Davey Vega. Maybe he brings back an ACH. Maybe he brings in uh, Briley Pierce. Maybe he brings in. I mean, it could be he he has his pick. Nobody's gonna say no to Josh Prohibition. I think. M Dog is definitely like you you had said and it was mentioned in the last episode of how that's you got you gotta figure it's gonna be him. A name that I thought of who could be a third not Greg. I'm trying to remember who it was off the top of my head now. Because there are kinda like you said, there's just so many people that could fit. Um what if it's Jeff Jarrett? I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh I could it could be Jeff Jarrett. I mean, it could be. I I didn't really think about that, but it would be the first time a special guest got in the ring and tussled. Yeah. God, there was another name. Someone I thought it could be, because you figure it's got to be someone who's been around, a vet. I'm thinking more more Cleveland-based. I think Greg's a a good possibility. I mean, Johnny Gargano currently has no home because he (laughs) was kicked out of NXT. So... I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible for Johnny Gargano to be the surprise, one of the surprise tag team partners. I know it's not going to be Ethan Page because he's in Japan. I'm like looking over old. Oh, okay, okay. There we go. I got I got the refresher of who the third person could be. I knew if I went through old results, like like the person would hit me. And I go, oh, yeah. It might not make total sense, but why not Tim Donst? Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be out. It wouldn't be outlandish for it to be Tim Dons. Could be Hornswoggle. Eh, Hornswoggle's he's, a bet. He's got a tag team though. He's got business. Eh. What if? What if it's the passion, John Thorne? I mean, John Thorne can't say no to Josh Prohibition. <laughs> I would. I mean, could be. 
uh, you never know. It, like that's 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 the best part about it being Josh Prohibition looking for a team is no one's gonna tell him no. Like there's not a single name on the Indies who would say no to Josh Prohibition. There's not there's not many names in professional wrestling who would say no to Josh Prohibition. And the last name I'll throw out Mike Tolar. One time, Mike. It's it, like Mike Tolar makes a one time return, and that's the last we see of him. He gets one final match. Yeah, I mean, it could be Mike Tolar. Mike Tolar's a possibility. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, it's just, it's so hard to choose because there's so many options. What did, what did you think about when, at the end of this match with Josh Prohibition and Joshua Bishop? Um, first of all, bad call by the ref for disqualification. Uh, if anything, it should have been a, it should have been a win for Josh Prohibition, uh, because, Joshua Bishop could no longer intelligently defend himself. And if this was MMA, Josh Prohibition won that fight very handedly. Uh, no consequences. Had no business sticking their noses in anything. Uh, just because their boy couldn't hang uh, doesn't mean that Josh Prohibition deserved to have people try to maliciously attack him and jump him from behind. There's three of them, one of him, and he still came out on top, in my opinion. So... I feel like uh, Josh has some un- Joshua Prohibition has some unfinished business, and hopefully the ref is a little more lenient this time when he's bashing in Joshua Bishop's face. We'll definitely see Friday. I, I, I'm looking forward to this match. It makes it easy because the one thing I've, I've often said about that I love about AEW is when we have these mystery opponents type things. I, I eventually, well, I mean, what we're probably going to see, I think it's almost a, a tradition that's not talked about in AIW, is how we'll have the winner of the gauntlet, and then we'll go to jail it. In most years, not every year, there's a pick-your-poison match, where each uh, person, a wrestler in the match, will pick the uh, his opponent's opponent for the, the night, for night two. It's not necessarily every year, but I feel like it's past couple that's happened. It's been a while since we've had one. They didn't have. They didn't do it last year. I thought we did. No, the I think the last time they did it was uh no um, because it was uh, Josh Prohibition and Tim Donst. Was it? I'll hmm. let me look. I'm on looking, the website looking at Jaylit. Uh, oh yeah, no, there was a pick your poison. Yeah, it was Tim Donst and Lyndon. Lyndon, why did I say Prohibition? Because it ended up being a four way for the title. Yeah. So just the one I won. I was thinking Prohibition because Prohibition lost. At yeah. Dawn. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Because I think we were thinking it would be Flip versus Linden, and there was a lot of speculation of who Don's opponent could be, and it ended up being Linden. Who, Linden? Yeah, Linden's Linden was, was T-Money. Uh, yeah. And... Don's was Kingston. Which, I think that's... That was another one we were expecting, but we weren't yeah. sure on. Yes. I guess it was 2000 and it's like 2015 is the year they didn't do it. Yeah. 2015, they didn't do a pick your poison. Well, cause wasn't that the year that Elgin competed in the, and put his title online yeah. throughout the entire thing? And was, is also the only person never to cash in his trophy. No, that was in 2014. Okay. That was 2014. Okay. Yeah. Still, the only they person didn't do never a to cash in 2014 either. Still, still didn't cash in his trophy. Did not cash in his trophy. Not necessarily his fault, but yeah. Also, yeah, I, I I love a pick your poison match. Yeah, but like I said, I, I love those those moments when it's like, Ooh, who who's it going to be? And fans like us, we we start throwing out names of dream 
partners would be or dream opponents would be and past people from the past we haven't seen in a long time yeah things like that like when it was it's a lot of fun when it was the mystery tag team at uh was it abso or something when the when the fuckets came back like we were pumped yeah it was it was extremely exciting anyway speaking of gauntlet uh, let's go into the gauntlet match and this sucks let's go over predictions of what who we said was going to win gauntlet for the goal and we said this at our episode the beginning of the year it's like i want to say it's 33 yes episode 33 which on a on a little side note tangent i want to mention for a while that was our most downloaded episode currently sits at 95 downloads which isn't a lot on some standards but i'm grateful for every listener we have but that was surpassed with this past episode first episode ever to reach triple digits and um Really happy about that. And that was actually 43, so 10 episode difference. But anyway, back on episode 33, we made predictions. And it was myself, Ed, Dustin, and Caden. This is going to suck for three of us, and it's probably going to be no better for the fourth. Ed, Caden, and myself, we all said Gauntlet for the Gold was going to be won by Filthy Tom Lawler, who has... Well, whatever I said, I must be looking like a genius right now. You said Josh Alexander. I'm still feeling like I look like a genius right now. Just you guys wait. Maybe Josh Alexander's one of is the uh, mystery partner for Prohibition, and Prohibition brings him into the country. And then Josh Alexander goes, you know, while I'm here, why don't I just enter myself into the gauntlet for the gold? And Josh Alexander wins the gauntlet for the gold. What and if, then I look like a genius. What if he doesn't even show up? Then uh, him and your guys' pick will have a lot in common. They won't be there. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you have maybe the highest possibility that your pick's going to win? But Yeah, I mean, just because his yeah. arm is shattered, just because Filthy's arm is shattered doesn't necessarily mean he won't be there. Uh, I'm going to assume he's not going to be there. And I'm, I mean, I'm guessing, but, you know, I mean, what's a shattered arm? You don't, you don't have to take a bump to win. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could show up. I mean, I'm not saying that it's completely impossible, but I'm looking real smart right now. I saw in the future, and I said, Filthy won't even be in the gauntlet. Well, you better hope he's healed up by J-Lip, because your J-Lip prediction is Filthy Tom Lawler. Let me tell you something. Brother. Brother. <laughs> there's no chance that I'm wrong in that one, either. You're about to see... I'm about to go two for two this year after going, oh, and however many I've gone this entire time, because I don't think my picks have ever even gotten close to winning, because most of the time it's me saying a surprise or a girl's going to win the J-Lit. And you want to throw down this a, gr- time. a girl's going to win J-Lit and say it's Kimberly? Hey, honestly, maybe Kimberly is Josh Prohibition's partner. Could be anybody. I'm telling you. Could be anybody. <laughs> like your catchphrase here on the show, could be anybody. Could be anybody. Could literally be anybody. Dustin could be anybody, Alberti. I I couldn't be anybody. I could only be me. <laughs> but the partner for Josh Prohibition could be it. Could be me. It's not going to be me. But <laughs> it could be anybody. It's going to be May. A really horrible joke that I hate hearing. But anyway, we're like about a month away. <laughs> we have Gauntlet for the Gold Thirteen, and I mean that's that. Those are our picks of who we thought was going to win earlier in the year. And I mean, pretty much right now, you figure most of the people who are on the show have the potential of being in the Gauntlet. 
So we have Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, DJ Z, Lewis Linden, Eddie Kingston, MJF, Dick Justice. You figure Gage, if Gage wins, he's, he won't be in it. If Justice wins, he won't be in it. And then there's people that are that are on the graphic that we haven't mentioned. So we have Weird Body, Alex Worldwide Kellar, Dominic Greeny, Magnum CK, AJ Gray. So we know one other member of No Consequences will be there. And one of my personal favorites... Marion Fontaine, who is the only person, the only wrestler to be in all 12, soon to be 13, gauntlet for the golds. Could be Fontaine's year. Might oh. be pot, might be Fontaine's year. I'd go nuts. This could be it. I would go nuts. Are you kidding me? I'd start throwing chairs. It'd be <laughs> insane. I don't even know. I'm, I'd be, I, I don't know how I'd react if Marion Fontaine won the gauntlet for the gold. I think I would celebrate with a hip hip hooray. And a huzzah. A chip chip cheerio. It's been almost, see, in April, it's been almost six years since Fontaine has debuted this character. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's been quite some time. I recently threw on Straight Outta Compton, which I haven't haven't really got to talk about this. I actually finally got Powerbomb.tv, did the 20-day trial. Probably going to keep it. But I threw on some old AIW. And it's kind of fun to watch AIW that you don't remember as much. And it's been such a long time. So one of the ones I threw on was straight out of Compton. There's things I remember about that day. I showed up there early because I had a job interview a little bit south of Cleveland. So I was like, screw it. I'm not driving home. I'm coming back up here. I'm just chilling all day. I wore a mask for like the whole first match. Me and a couple other people did. And then we got later on. And this was also the match. It was Facade versus Colin Delaney. And they went into the back, and this hasn't happened in a while either, where they went into the back, and all of a sudden, when they come back out, Fontaine's with them. So that was actually the last appearance of the megastar, Marion Fontaine, in AIW. It was that Jaylet that the the gentleman, the real man's man, came about. Yeah, it was, it's been a long time. I uh... And I don't think I've mentioned it here on the podcast, but looking back at that crowd, AIW has grown so much like there's i know there's a lot of fans who are like oh i wish we'd go back to turner's hall turner's hall was great you know what for the historic value yes turner's hall was great but it's the big fish in a small pond or whenever you move a fish into a bigger body of water you know a small bowl to a, big, a bigger tank or something they normally grow that's what aiw is because that i, I want to say what it looks like the crowd at a normal show for Turner's Hall, at least at that time, is basically the floor right now at AIW, not counting the bleachers. Yeah, I mean, size-wise, but, I mean, there were definitely shows at Turner's where it was, like, super no capacity, like, super no vacancy. Like, it was packed. Like, there was a, there was a, like, Mount Carmel amount of people in Turner's Hall. And those shows were the best shows. Like, uh, abs- Absolution with Hunter Verstans. That's what I was about to say because the, um, I think that was the first time we really packed the place. I'll never forget. And you can go on YouTube and find the clip where it's just back and forth. Michael Hunter, damn fucking dance. Michael Hunter, damn fucking dance. I mean, it, like the video is probably about a minute, maybe. And from beginning to end, it's just that chant. And it, I know it went on well longer than that. And then Dead Presidents, too. Uh, Dead Presidents at Turner's Hall. Uh, if anybody's looking for an AIW show with just an insane, like, 
super no vacancy crowd. That is definitely the uh, that is definitely a insane show to watch. Uh, I believe that was Steen's first first show, and no, Chris for- Hero's on it. Steen's, or no, Steen's first show Steen's was first show was Hell on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the second show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a good time. It's definitely a good time. One of my favorite shows, I think, when it was the last show at Turner's Hall for AIW was Hell on Earth 10. I want to say that was a pretty jam-packed show. Yeah, because it was the last show at Turner's. That was mm-hmm. a pretty crazy show, too. And one of my favorite matches, which I, I know I personally shared on a Instagram post, Marion Fontaine versus Rockstar Spud. That ba- And it, it's it's on AIW's YouTube. Fucking hilarious. And we've seen Rockstar Spud, or now Maverick something in WWE, but we've seen him twice, and he was a different character each time. The first time it was, he was that the, the face Rockstar Spud and, and for that we saw on TNA, and then it was like right around the time he came back, he was heel, so he, he switched it for the IW show. Both were fun matches, and it's just his presence in the ring was one of a kind. And I love, like I said, I love the, the combination of Fontaine and Spud because that was never a match I wanted, but once I seen it, I wanted it again. Yeah, I I thought it was a good match. It was good. It was funny. Good comedy match. I mean, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> I don't. Know. I yeah. Don't add to it. Um. But yeah, going back to Gauntlet. Going back to Gauntlet and the potential. Uh, kind of like sitting here messing around with CageMatch.net, which is actually kind of cool because they're starting to add a lot more hot links for wrestlers. Uh, Ed, old Ed, had mentioned a long time ago, like, oh, Dominic Greeny doesn't have a hot link. He has one. Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham has one now. The production has their own one. Derek Director, Frankie Flynn, both have one now. Um, one that's weird, though, because I'm not looking at the right thing right now, the PME, PME, because I keep wanting to say worldwide experience, but PME, they have one, but not for their individual personality, like not one for Tanaglia, not one for Collins, but they have one for the team. So the longer, long, or more I keep looking at this show by show, the more AIW wrestlers keep getting added to a link, and I think that's really cool, but as I'm sitting here messing with it, I can look up an uh, all-time roster and actually gets divided up by year so we have like a roster of people who have been on the show this year alone and counting tag teams there are 67 names i mean we're not expecting your uh tenniel dashwood to be at this show um nick gage will not be in this particular match they actually have parker pierce down twice they have parker pierce and parker price it's kind of funny. Maybe there's a Parker Price. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but I mean, there's some of these names we will not see in in the gauntlet. But we'll, we can go for some of these people. You know, Bob Bobby Beverly might might see his name in, in there. Oh, uh, before we get into that, do you think there'll be any returns in the gauntlet? Because normally the gauntlet is good for returns. I think there was only one year where there wasn't really many returns, but it was the year, and I don't remember what year, where there was a lot of old Cleveland wrestlers. Because there's a bunch of names I remember never knowing, and people would be like, "Oh, that's from this era." And like, I know what when you're talking about. I don't remember where it was, but yeah. uh, uh, Dio Salvador was in it. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what the other. I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, it was it was one of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I was just looking at it. The first three winners of Gauntlet for the Gold are all currently signed to the WWE, and of the first. The first uh, five Gauntlet for the Goals, four of the winners are all signed to the WWE. So there's a, there's a fun fact for you. You have the Deviant, 
EC3, uh, Ray Rowe, Sterling James Keenan, Corey Graves, uh, and then Johnny Gargano. Of the of the first four, those three are all signed to the WWE right now. Fun fact. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. But what returns do you um, do you think? Sorry, yeah. One that I got thrown off. One that I'll throw out there, and I think I, I've had this thought of this would be his return is Michael the Bomber Facade. Laces. Yeah. Yeah, facade. Uh, Josh Alexander, my pick to win the thing, <laughs> would be a pretty good return. Um, I I really hope Space Monkey's in it, but I don't think he will be. Yeah, Space Monkey could be in it. Um, I'd like to see uh, maybe like maybe maybe some of the things like Kobe Durst. I think uh, Kimberly is a. I think she's a possibility to be added into it. Um, Dan Severn. I mean, he's not really return, but he'd be a, he'd be a surprise. Let's let's throw it. We'll, we'll say people we think who would be surprises and returns. Uh, I don't know, but I know that there was a was it Thorn tweeted that Thorn tweeted or did AIW tweet it saying that they were working on some uh, one night only contracts for some uh, going for the gold of uh, competitors. So I mean, there will be some. There will definitely be something interesting. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a good, like, who could return thing. Again, we could always go back to Johnny Gargano is no longer in NXT. <laughs> could be. Yeah, you never know. It could come back to AIW. Wouldn't it be the craziest thing to ever happen? It was John Thorne. Uh, he said, locking down one-day contracts for some mystery entrance for Friday, sending them to Pittsburgh for medicals first. Yeah, see? There you go. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. That's... I've always said if there's one thing AEW can do, it's surprise you. The, uh, speaking of which, did you know about um, Dan Severin? No, oh. I did not. Uh, not many people did. I guess like they kind of snuck him in without anybody seeing him, from my understanding, which was a great surprise. Oh, uh, do you know who I I want to make a comeback? Who is that? We haven't seen them in freaking. Over a year at this point, I would love to see the AIW return of Veda Scott. Yeah, because he's Veda Scott. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe a guy like Alex Daniels. Maybe, I mean, he's been kind of trying to uh, right wrongs, it seems. Maybe he's trying to right a wrong, and maybe he might show up. I don't know. It could be anybody. I mean, really, Gauntlet's, it's not a... I don't. I'm pretty sure it's not a set thirty. Like I feel like Gauntlet for the Gold could have way more than thirty people. And when you start throwing in the opportunities of uh, trainees, and I mean, you could look at the people on the card and go, okay, these people. I mean, the production hasn't been announced for a match, have they? Just the three, and AJ Gray has already been announced. Gary the King Baller would be no the... production, not no. Oh, production. Oh, what? I... Excuse me to the them. Uh, no, it's fine. No, I, I'm apologizing to the production. For... Oh. <laughs> uh no. No, see, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll all be in it. Got plenty of uh, plenty of plenty of production value there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very. It's a very difficult one to call, and I, I, I'm hoping for a not necessarily one day return, but uh, Kaplan. Kaplan could could be in it. A match that I want to actually see, a tag team that I want to see for the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament is Kaplan and Safety First Tim Donst. 
I would root for Tim Donce. <laughs> for safety first, Tim Donce? If safety first, Tim Donce came to AIW and his tag team partner was Kaplan. And I'm talking the Kaplan we last seen him in freaking safety vest and all that. Yeah, I, I would love it. I thought you were going to say Kaplan and Kurt Hertz. Because <laughs> uh, that's the tag team I want to see in the Chandler Biggins Memorial. That's I'm pretty sure if Biggins was around, that'd be the tag team he wants to see too in the in the tag team tournament. In the tag team tournament. What about Andy Williams from Every Time I Die? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I don't. I think they're off tour. I'm pretty sure their tour ends. It either just ended or it ends like super soon. I mean, it'd have to end like super soon for it to be before now but i'm pretty sure they just uh their tour just ended because he doesn't have anything going on until warp tour i think so i mean andy williams is definitely a possibility i'd be i'd be into it i'd definitely be into it just some names to throw out like i said i'm looking at currently on year 2017 of the aiw roster of many you knew had the most appearances i lied andy williams will be on tour oh damn he'll be in it's on the 23rd, right? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be in Spokane, Washington, so I'm pretty sure he will not be making it to Cleveland. He will not be. But according to cagematch.net, do you know who had the most appearances in 2017? Most card appearances? Most card appearances in 2017 for AIW? They were on 13 cards. Um, I would say in 2017, Tim Donst? No. Um, With the second and third place are both at 11, and they are Bobby Beverly and Colin Delaney. This person has two more appearances. I would say Eric Ryan, maybe? Eric Ryan is at 10. Huh. This is interesting. Maybe Eric Ryan will win Gauntlet for the gold. Anyways, let me think. I don't know. I I would guess it has to be a student then. Uh, Maybe like Dr. Dan? Nope. No? Dr. Dan was at 9. Oh, man. Um, who? What was the most appearances? You were close. Dominic Garini. Dominic Garini. Yeah, see, that makes sense, too. Can't believe I didn't think about that. And it for, makes sense. And for shits and giggles, I, I look back at 2016, according to cagematch.net. Do you know who has the most appearances in 2016? And they are at 16 appearances with Britt Baker and Dominic Garini right behind them with 12. So there's four appearances difference. Um, I would say Tim Donce there. Tim Donce is at 10. Huh. 10 Linden? appearances and number 10. Lewis Linden. Was that the answer? Was that right? No, the, he's, you're going down. Oh. Nine, it sounded like, sound like I was right. No, nine appearances at 17. I had to like scroll down to see where he was at. That's why I was stalling. Um, uh, my, my only other guess would be Tracy Williams. Tracy Williams at number seven with 11 appearances, along with him, Cheech, Eddie Kingston, Brian Carson. Uh, Eddie Kingston is seen him. He's at 20. He's at eight. It's a big tie for eight. So that would be 19th place. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who has the most in 2016. Alex Daniels. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense, too. Hmm. It's AW for you. Yeah. How things change. But I, I, I was looking at, I gotta go back to 2016, and like any other names that just kind of stick out. 
I mean, I don't know if we if Gringo Loco could possibly be in. Yeah, there. Gringo Loco could be in it. That's definitely a possibility. Hmm. It's funny seeing names because, like I said, now I'm on 2016, and like names, it's like, yeah, we're not going to see them. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Shanna Baszler, uh, Rex Brody, but because he's injured, Cedric Alexander, Heidi Loveless. Sean Schultz, Crazy Mary Dobson. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Hot Sauce Entertainment. Poor Tyson Dukes. Um, head, Headhunter A and B. And maybe the Headhunters will be in Gauntlet. That'd be a good return. Gonna have, uh... I don't know. I'm telling you, there's just so many, so many possibilities. Am, am I missing something? They have Andy Williams marked down for 2016. Uh, Warp Tour. Oh, right, right. Yep, yep. You're, that's got to be correct. Mm-hmm. Warp Tour. He teamed up with, yep. uh, who did he team up with? Facade. Facade, yes. To take on Greg and Alex Daniels. Yes. I totally forgot about that because I've never went to Vans Warp Tour. And it was obviously one of those shows that nothing like really big happened. Thorne came out of retirement. Uh, Andy Blooms made his debut. Who, who defeated Greg Iron in a one-on-one match because cagematch.net has it down as three question marks? Who did Greg wrestle that day? Oh, there were a bunch of matches that day, so I don't know. It was towards the end. Um, hmm. Maybe it was Facade. I think that's how, maybe that's how it got set up with Andy Williams. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, might have been it. I would I would suggest people to actually go to cagematch.net and look at some of the stuff, especially with AIW, because some of the some of the like typos and everything that are in here is funny. Because like I said, I was looking at the all time roster and seeing like there's names that are on here more than once because they had it down wrong. Like there's actually uh, for this year there's Alex Kellar has one appearance and Alex Keller has one appearance. Dedication personified has one uh, one appearance and so does excellence personified has one appearance but well, I, but i want to say they actually have brian carson down here for two appearances there's, there's parker pierce and parker price there's something there something there seems wrong i don't know where they're getting the results from it's definitely not wrestling cheer because i'm like how the, how the how do you get these there's actually they they have an entry for derek director and derek director i mean derek director and derek direction i almost said director and director same fucking word but they have an entry for derek director and derek direction i mean they're two different people so that makes sense right sure there's <laughs> there's three entries Just for kurt hurts I believe, or maybe it's two, just two. And I was looking at two different years, but one is Kurt Hertz with a Z, and other was Kurt Hertz with an S. We only need one Kurt Hertz. Uh, Jollyville Fuckets has an entry, and Boys from Jollyville. The Boys from Jollyville has has an entry. Oh wait a minute, maybe they are connected. I wasn't cl- clicking on them, but they have a markdown. Yeah, they have a markdown as different names. Like, oh, the Boys from Jollyville was on here, and so were the Jollyville Fuckets. But anyway, um, we're we're rambling on. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, do we have any other thoughts that we can add to the gauntlet for the gold itself? Uh, it's always a fun event. I missed it last year, which kind of sucked. Um, it's definitely, if you've never been to an AIW show before, it's a good one to go to because it kind of sets you up for the rest of the year. And you kind of get an idea of what all the different characters are and who they are and what they do. So, I mean, it's a... It's it's a good time. Uh, that's that's all I can really add to it. Is it's it's definitely a good like 
I've been wanting to go to an AIW show, but I don't know where to. I I, I was never really un, I was never really sure when or what to shows to go to or what show was gonna be a good show. Gauntlet for the Gold is always a good show, and it's always a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the regular Royal Rumble. Like it's like yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And there should be you a can gauntlet. gamble a little bit. I was about to say there, sh- there should be a gauntlet for the cage. I would. Yes. That. And looking last year we had like two going. Might have been three because they're they're selling out so quick. And yeah, I'll I'll state once again for those who don't know, I will not play because I won Gauntlet for the Gold and the which I don't think they do this anymore, the J Lip bracket buster thing. I don't know yeah, I think they stopped doing the J Lip bracket thing because they started messing with the brackets so much. Just well, destroying everything. Well, no, it was travel issues. That's what killed it. We had uh, we had a couple years yeah, ago where too sense. many people got turned away, and they're like, "We can't have it." But I I won both in one year, and I'm like, "Nope, I'm done." Lightning lightning struck twice. I'm done. Anyway, let's um before we do officially wrap up the show, let's go over the rest of the matches and pick our winners. And we will start. Well, we'll start with the first match we've talked about because I don't have a graphic for it, so I don't want to forget it. We have the six man tag match of No Consequences featuring Chase Oliver, Joshua Bishop, and Trey Lamar versus Josh Prohibition and two mystery partners. If I'm going to pick a winner for this, I'm going to pick No Consequences because I know the team that's going to be there. I am going to go with Josh Prohibition and his mystery partners because it's they're already at a disadvantage because they're not as experienced, but now they're also at a disadvantage because they have no idea who they're going up against. So I'm going to go Josh Prohibition and his mystery tag team partners. That is that no consequences are at a disadvantage because they're inexperienced and they don't know who their opponents are going to be. DJZ versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I'm going to have to go with Hot Sauce. Um, I feel like I'm going to go with DJZ, actually. I'm going to go opposite of you on this one. I think DJ, DJZ could... uh. He really might want to get himself on a roll. I feel like this might this might be a good a good kickoff point to keeping up a good little win streak going. And I think the same thing for Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, especially since he was my Jaylet. I believe he was my Jaylet pick. Yep. So I think the winning streak starts at this show. Next up, we have Lewis Linden versus Eddie Kingston. Hmm. Um, this is this yeah. is rough. Yeah, who do you got for this one? Um, oh, both of them rarely lose. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna say Lyndon. Lyndon wins it. I'm gonna go Eddie. I think it's been a while since Eddie's won an AIW, so I think it's a it's a toss up between the two. They they they, they really they, is. They both could easily easily win this match. MJF Malcolm Jacob Friedman versus. Dick Justice. This I think this match is gonna be a fucking amazing. Uh my definite definite entertainment as far as show stealing goes. Mm-hmm. This is my early pick for match of the night. I hope it lives up to it. I'm gonna pick MJF. We we he, he had his win versus Cole Caban. I think this is where he starts to pick up wins in AEW. I don't think that's a bad choice. I'm gonna go MJF too, but it's gonna be good to see Dick Justice back. It's been a while since we've seen Dick Justice. Hell yeah. And then we have the AIW absolute title match, Nick Gage, Nick fucking Gage versus Mr. Show Opener himself, Matt Justice. And I'm wondering, is this the first match we see? I mean, granted, the Gauntlet for the Gold will be the main event, always is. Do we open the show with the title match where Matt Justice shines? I mean, if they do, I feel like that's a definite advantage to uh, Matt Justice. Because as you said, that is where he shines. That is what he does. But uh, let's be honest, Nick Gage 
is a very scary, dangerous person, and I'm scared to pick against him. So I'm going to go Nick Gage. I don't think it's been talked about. And it's something that just happened to click. But if I'm correct, hasn't it been one year since the return of Matches? Didn't he return at Gauntlet for the gold just last year? Yeah. Yes, he did, actually. I wasn't there, but okay. I remember people saying Matt Justice showed up in the gauntlet and i was like oh that's something i didn't think i would hear and or see so i mean yeah it's been a year so it's capped off real nice and then we have the aiw gauntlet for the gold itself well we already have our picks uh mine's locked in at josh alexander unless you're gonna uh be on the fence and change your pick you picked filthy so i mean well I'm not, I, I, I can't i can't I'm not picking filthy this time. I mean, now it's it's in hindsight. It's like, but it's like at the beginning of the season, you, you think the you know the Steelers and the Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl, but it turns out to be the freaking picking a different year, but Falcons and the Patriots. I mean, yeah, you can't pick from your previous pick. So now, but hey, that's I mean, you can. Yeah, I, I could. I'm going to say it's Josh Alexander. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go back on what I say. What I say. My word is my word, Justin Summers. That's fine. I'm not here to. But I'm I, not here to piggyback on another answer. Now all of a sudden you want to change your pick. You don't think Filthy Tom Waller can make it and and win the gauntlet? I understand. You don't. You don't trust your pick. You don't trust how good Filthy Tom actually is. I get it. I think he's good, but I if I were to put my money on it, I don't think he's going to be in the match because of his injury. But granted, I mean, my first gauntlet seeing the return of Johnny Gargano at number 30 yeah maybe he comes out at 30 eliminates everybody really quick doesn't have to do much work his arm's okay he's he's fine got the surgery done probably in a cast or something he could use it as a weapon i don't think it's out of the i don't think it's out of their own possibility that filthy shows up and wins the gauntlet if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i'm, I'm gonna go uh, a second pick and weird body <laughs> nope kurt hurts Kurt, good Kurt, pick. Big good pick. Twine Tucker, the big Tweeno Bambino. Oh man, <laughs> really, really, He's... really going for the big win. Uh, no, uh, God, I would love, I would love for it to be Fontaine. <sighs> you know what? Filthy Tom Lawler's my pick for that. I, I, I had at the beginning of the year. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Tracy Williams in, in this spot. Maybe okay, he doesn't win Jay Lit, but he wins Gauntlet. Fine. I'm going to make the pick. Nobody thinks I'm going to pick Tim fucking Donst. Tim Donst. Tim a, fucking Donst. It's not the worst pick. It's not the worst pick. That's for sure. He's won it before. Yep. But all right, let's uh, let, let's let's wrap this show up once again. It is Gauntlet for the Gold. This Friday, March 23rd, 7.30 bell time at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Front row tickets are $40 if they're still available. When you hear this, might still be a couple available at the door. And $25 general admission. If you're listening to this on Thursday, you can get those tickets at AIWrestling.com or shop.AIWrestling.com. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs, Dustin? Um, sorry if I got distracted a couple times. My dogs have been coming down here and acting real weird, and then the whole Daniel Bryan thing happened, and my wife was freaking out upstairs. So if I seemed like I zoned out for a minute, it's because I was super distracted. But other than that, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at RevTintin. You can see pictures of said dogs that bother the shit out of me and throw me off whenever they do things, and 
get a couple thoughts here and there about things. I've been I've been trying to live tweet a little bit more with things like when I watch Raw. I've been trying the past couple of weeks to put out a couple tweets. But yeah, that's about it. Not much else going on in my life that's uh for public consumption. And of course, you could find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to follow my dog on Instagram, she is at Zool Frenchie. I don't post a lot of pictures there, but when I find a good picture of her, I, I throw it up there. And of course, you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Please head on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast from and rate, review, and subscribe. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Technically also available on Facebook. On our Facebook page, we do post a video of the episode. It's pretty much the same video that gets posted on YouTube, but if you want to happen to watch it on Facebook, that is also available. And please head on over to whatamaneuver.net, pick yourself up a shirt, and check out all our friends on the Trading Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren Radio, Old School at the Movies, TTN at the Movies, and Chill and the 450 Podcast, and much, much more. Check out all our podcasting friends, such as Chris Clem's Cavs Cast, Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy. Let the hate flow through you with Jeremy Shear and El Hardano Diablo. Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling, Weekly Wrestling Podcast, Rebel Life Media, NEO Sports Insiders. Check out Thrift Store Jobber on eBay, Instagram, Twitter, and Etsy, and all those fine places. And check out the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That would do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when it's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And we're always glad you came You're the way of blessing, rules are all the same Jock Sampson, and if you ain't listening to Wrestling Cheers podcast, you are a low down piece of shit. And I, if you don't listen to it, I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna beat up your entire family and especially your grandmama. Listen or burn in hell. Look, man, I'm sure you saw Twitter. It was supposed to be Mance and Sean Schultz. They were supposed to set the world on fire. I put a lot of money into both of those guys. Give me gold. Exactly. And. Sean Schultz, God bless him, got to retire. Not his fault. I feel bad. But you know what? Feeling bad doesn't put money in my pocket. Winning championships puts money in my pocket. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to take this man and anybody else. Because this man's good enough on his own. I mean, that's the truth. But 
he needs, he wants, he wants those tag team championships. And in order to do that, I have to find somebody to put him with so he can do that. Now, I, I, I think you're the guy, but I'm not sure. But what, what I need you to do for me right now is take this seriously. So take that goddamn hat off and let's make a deal. I like that hat, by the way. I hate you, but I like that hat. He doesn't have to like you. I don't have to like you. You don't have to like either one of us. The bottom line of the whole thing is, you're the only man in this company that ever made me bleed my own blood. You're the only man in this company that beat me for six months straight and took me to my limits that I didn't know I had. That's the kind of man I need. So, I don't care if you like him, I don't care if you like me. You like money, right? You like money, don't you? I'll tell you what. Show me good, baby. I'll tell you what. I hate you by love. I hate you by love. You're not making sense. There's $500, right? Is that enough for you right now? Is that enough kicking around money? Does that work for you? Strip club, baby. Whore! There's $1,000 right there. This is startup cash. This is startup cash. This will take you out. You get yourself a couple of whores. You can get yourself a couple of beers. You might even take it with you. Maybe you guys might like each other. I don't care. I love whores. What I want to see is I want to see a title around this man's waist and your waist because that is going to bring a shitload of more of those into my fucking wallet, which is all I care about. So shake my goddamn hand and let's make a fucking deal. Don't use the Lord's name and thing. Sorry, sorry. Shake my damn hand and let's make a fucking deal. Yeah, the one thing that I did right in my life was to vote for Donald J. Trump. And I do like money. And I got a thousand dollars right here for not doing anything except beating you. Don't you start that bullshit, man. I got a thousand dollars for not doing anything. Damn strike. You think he's gonna stop there? It's not gonna shake my damn hand. We got ourselves a deal. <laughs> Shake his hand. Go, <laughs> oh, baby.